The sounds of the following spelling alphabet words transmit well, even in poor communication conditions. Alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. Welcome to ABC Wilco, our Alpha, Bravo, Charlie. My name Whoa. is... Whoa. What's up? Well, just you forgot the name of the show. Oh, you know what, man? It's just I don't ever type it out. I, I so I, I whenever I do have to type it out, I always type out ABC. Hmm. Uh, so I, I never type out Alpha Bravo Charlie, just because you know it's a lot more letters, and I'm a lazy uh, millennial. So that, that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm. Are I'm, you a millennial? What year were you born in? I was born in '82. '82. So we are technically just on the cusp. On the You're cusp. an older millennial. My wife is as old as you can be to be a millennial. She is mm. 40, and that's uh, it's weird to say that millennials are 40 now because when you when you refer to millennials, you always think of like these damn young kids, hip hipster kids at coffee shops. I, I remember I have a uh, so I have Facebook and I have uh, my parents have a friend who um, I remember like I don't know five years ago, not that long ago, posting a thing on on Facebook about like um, something about like oh should we teach millennials cursive. And I wanted to comment. I'm like, are you serious? Like, millennials are having children. We're not. We're not in school anymore. The generation that's in school right now is not millennials. Yeah. Uh, 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 like so I'm, I'm glad it. now that the next generation, the Zoomers, are kicking around. Is that what the next generation is called? The or Gen Z or Z, whatever you want to call it. Um, at least that's what I see the news referring to them as. Either way, I don't like them unless they listen to the show. <laughs> in which case, I do like them, but I don't like. When I see people who are like 20, um, I don't like adults who don't remember 9-11, right? If you're an adult and you were not alive or can't remember 9-11, you're too young. You're Is that too young. You're not you an adult. Go back, to, go, go back to high school. Well, it was 20 years ago, right? So you could, yeah. you could be 19, 20 uh, and, and not understand like, you know, what that day is and, and it, I don't know, because that's just such a cultural milestone, right? It is. Touch point. Uh, I've, got a brother, it, I've got a brother who's 21, and he doesn't remember 9/11 because he's he was too one. young. Yeah, he send was... him back to elementary school. He's too young. <laughs> I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to accept that people born in the year 1999 or 2000 are are adults now. I'm not ready to accept that. So I need you... everyone to just chill out. We need to pause, and just let's just stay in the year. Let's go back to 26, 2015. Let's go back to 2015. And let's just stay in 2015 for like two more years. I just need a little bit more time to get ready to mentally prepare for being for an like when I think of myself, I think of myself as being in my late twenties. I'm in my mid thirties. I'm yeah. thirty four. Let's get real. I'm in my mid thirties. I do the same thing, man. I, I I think about like when I when I think about things, uh I can't think of an example right now, but I do I and then I realize, oh yeah, I'm on the cusp of forty. And and uh, that would be ridiculous of me to do right now. And I, I'm a father, and I'm a husband, and like, but and, and it always like kind of brings you down, kicks you down a few notches for a second when you realize how old you are. Uh, do, do you? Do, do, go ahead. do you ever? Do you ever think uh, to yourself, like in your internal monologue, your internal thought process? Do you ever think, oh well, when I grow up, I'll, and then realize, oh no, I probably am officially grown up at this point. Um, I wouldn't describe it as saying when I'm grown up. I would. But I know what you're talking about. Um, I, how, like, like I think of things like future plans. But when I really examine life, I'm pretty much dug in where I'm at. Like, like I'm yeah. I'm 40. I have a house. I have a wife. I have a kid, uh, and um, or I'm I'm close to 40. 
And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's just uh, it, it really bums you out when you come to reality because you sit there and you're thinking about these things you want to do with the future. And then all this and then reality kicks in in your own mind and you tell yourself, no, stupid, you don't get to do that anymore because you squandered your youth. And yeah. so here you are. You can't do anything anymore. Like I'm at the age now and maybe you are, too. Maybe you feel this way where um, I can't even attempt to do the things that I would have liked to have done with my life because I didn't do the leg work that I should have done in my 20s to do those things. Like if I wanted to direct a movie, I used to really want to direct a movie. Not, not mm-hmm. even like a, a big movie or anything like that, but now that I'm 39 years old and I didn't make movies in my 20s and I didn't go through the system and I didn't... I, I, you can't just start with your first movie when you're 40. I mean, I guess you could, but nobody's. No. Yeah, but it's, it's it's the same with music, right? Like I still think I'm gonna become a better guitarist, but it's like, uh, I like I might become a little bit better, but I'm not gonna be a substantially better. I'm a I'm a mediocre guitarist, and that's where I will always live because if I was gonna get better, I would have got better when I was younger, and I was better at learning things because I'm older now and I don't learn things nearly as quickly as I did when I was 17, 16. Right back then, I could pick new th- new stuff up all the time now it's just like the mental capacity for it is like limited at best yeah. kelly and i were talking one time and then we'll jump into the song i'm sorry i don't mean to go off in this rant but kelly and i were talking i don't know maybe about a year ago and we, we were out on a walk and uh she was asking me things that i would like to do with the future and i brought up how like i'd really like to maybe uh quit having a real job and focus on illustration and and stuff like that and see if I can make it at that. And then she said, okay, well, what do you need to do to do that? And I was like, that's a really great question for my wife. And I was so happy she asked me that. But as she asked me that, and I was getting happy. All of a sudden I realized what the answer to that was. And I had to tell her I should have started in my twenties. <laughs> I should have started yeah. when, when, when I didn't have to make, when you didn't have to make a nut to pay for everything in life, you, uh, you, you, have so much more freedom. I know I know being poor sucks and being young and poor that sucked balls. But there's a certain freedom that comes along with not having a house, a car payment, um all, all that stuff that if you're a responsible person, you can't you can't just shrug that off. You can't yeah. do it. It's so And and you you may, maybe you could, but then you're when you finish doing that and if, if it doesn't work out which st- st- you're a very talented artist, but statistically, right. yeah, no, exactly. there's lots of talented artists who, who who can't make it, can't do it as a living for whatever reason. Um, then you're back at square one, right? And, and now you got, you need to, they make more just 25 or 30 years because you get it when you're 25 or 30 and they have it paid off by the time you're 50 or 60. Right Now it's, it, if you, do that when you're 45 i'm not saying it's impossible it's just now you it's it's rough yeah it's rough yeah i wish someone would have told me like like enjoy the when my only payment was my car insurance and gasoline and uh cell phone which was a flip phone so it was like 30 bucks a month yeah Uh, those are like i should i should have taken advantage of that instead of just like going seeing lots of movies in the theater and yeah. uh, <laughs> my, my younger brother wants to, to get a job where i work so because i because we make pretty good money where i work at and um he wants to get a job with there so bad and, and like he's on a waiting list to get a job there it's, it's going to happen but uh it just when it, when there's a position open it's it, it is when it's going to happen but i i kind of want to 
pull him. To, he listened to the podcast. So this is kind of me pulling my brother aside passive aggressively and just letting him know like, hey, man, enjoy having a shitty job right now, a, a job you don't really like right now, because that puts a fire in your belly to do something you really want to do. And also, like, enjoy not having any responsibilities right now. Like, wear a condom with your girlfriend and just <laughs> that, that'll take care of everything. And just make sure you, you stay you stay sort of responsible, but be stupid and young in your early twenties, man. And Enjoy appreciate, that. Appreciate the lack of responsibility because I never yeah. you don't appreciate that because that's all you have ever known. And and I'm I'm glad I have a house. I'm glad I have a job, and I'm love my wife, and I'm I am a significantly better person because I met her. Um, and uh, but uh, I'm tired all the time. When I was t- 21 right. and I wasn't tired all the time, I didn't appreciate the fact that I wasn't tired all the time. Uh, yeah. But what can you do? Everybody, if you want to... Uh, oh, Kevin, what song What song are we? I, oh, I got way Jason, we're going to have a serious problem. We're going to have a serious oh, GD yeah. problem if you don't like this song. I'm, I'm going to flip out. I'm going to lose it. We're doing the song from Mermaid Avenue Volume 2. It's a song nobody talks about nearly enough, but it's a Wilco jam. It's a bop. It slaps. We're talking about secret of the sea. Okay, Kev. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lay this out for you now. Today is the first time I've heard this song, and you love it. And it, let me finish what I'm saying. Um, I wasn't looking forward to hearing it because it's on Mermaid Avenue, and you know I'm not usually big on the Mermaid Avenue songs. I gotta say, I love it. I love oh. this song. So uh, good. You know, it, I was I was ready to facetiously, but not completely facetiously, <laughs> yell at you. Um, you know why you like this song, Jason? Because it's amazing. It's really because uh, it's, really it's amazing. Great. But um, it's it's not a folky song. This is essentially a uh, this is essentially a summer teeth song, right? Yeah. Sonically, musically, te- texturally, it's a this is Wilco before summer teeth. Um. Oh, I, uh, maybe recorded around the same time. Actually, now that I think about it, this song was written in 1999. Summer Teeth came out in summer 1999. But this is Wilco. So let me rephrase. This is Wilco updating a Woody Guthrie set of lyrics. Instead of doing uh, kind of folk rock to it, they are doing 60s, um, I was going to say Britpop, but kind of Beach Boys style. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good sli- Slightly psychedelic. Um, pop rock from the 60s uh sort of and, and modernized and 90s sounding but i mean you look at the look at the lineup for the song so jay bennett here's what jay bennett plays on the song he plays pianos acoustic guitars organ tambourine baritone guitar slide guitars electric sitars backing vocals electric and electric sitars. guitars you know what man i i I did not notice the ele- I, I, everything you mentioned there. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the electric sitar, I gotta listen closely when we're, when we're playing it right now. Because... So I was. Uh, it, it's funny. I was at the. Um, uh, there's a, a chain. I don't think it's in the U.S. It's it's basically the the big guitar chain, guitar store chain that's in uh, you know pretty much every city in Canada. It's called Long McQuaid, uh, and it was I believe it was formed by Long and his friend McQuaid. Anyways. Um, they had a, a Dan Electro um, s- electric sitar, mm-hmm. uh, and I start playing it unplugged, unpl- and it, it sounds like a sitar, but it's a guitar neck, but it's got that sound. Uh, it's electric sitar, um, but it uh, it was the, the there was a guy in the same room as me who looked over at me, and my buddy, and he's like, "That's cool," and I'm like, "Yeah, it is cool." And you look at the price tag, and it's seven hundred bones, and it's the kind of thing where I knew 
I'm going to play this all weekend and, and probably never it. touch it again. Right. Yeah. But if you're Jay Bennett and you're in a band called Wilco and you're recording Summer Teeth and material like that, then you got a great avenue to like, you, you know, he's he bought this electric sitar and he's waiting for the, the right opportunity to overdub it onto a song. And he, he uh, I don't know where it is in this one. We'll have to listen for anything buzzy. Um, um, but, uh, remind me, of, when did Mermaid Avenue Volume 2 come out? Uh, so it came out uh, in the year 2000. So, oh, so uh, right one year, right two years after. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, um, this was recorded. Um, uh, this song was written, in, uh, according to the line notes, it was written in 1999. Of course, the words were written by Woody Guthrie 60 years earlier in 1939. Well, right, if you want to go to abcwilk.com, find all the ways to support the show. Uh, as always, the most important way is by leaving a rating and review. We're down to the last batch of episodes, guys. We got 54 episodes left to record after the night, Kev, I think is what we said earlier. So time to time to leave those ratings and reviews now. Let's get it. Let's get us at the – well, we are. there's not many Wilco podcasts to be at the top of the charts of, but let's keep us at the top of the charts. Um, yeah, let's go on the song. That the moment I knew I was gonna like the song was when John did that boom bass. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, this is something else. It's kind of fountains and waning. Like, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I, I've never thought of that, but you know, their song like sinks to the bottom. Uh, I, I can sort of hear that. Um. I can't believe I slept on this song, man. Like this, this song is the shit. You're not the only one. This is this is why I wanted to do this podcast with songs like this because I, I'm in the Wilco Facebook group. There's lots of great people in there, and uh, I'm on the Via Chicago message board since you never hear this song get brought up, which is a crying shame. I'm listening for that sitar. That's why I'm being so quiet. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm just looking looking up the data. So we both heard the song live. You've heard the song live twice. I've only heard it once. Um, Wait, so I had I, remember, I had heard it, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. Apparent according to your notes, um, I remember hearing the song live and just being like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're playing this." Oh, that's probably it right there. Well, there's slide guitar there for sure. Oh. And, um, Jay's credited with slide track. There it is. Yeah, I, I can hear that in my There it is. Cool. Uh, there's a great baritone guitar solo coming up here. Here we go. Baritone time. And if you hear the song live nowadays, Nels has that two-headed guitar. I think one's 12 strings and one's a baritone, I think. It's a Dan, another Dan, Dan Electro. Yeah. Uh, uh, or it's something that looks like that, because I think Dan Electros are sort of based off like those old, like, um, silver tone, like, uh, cheaper guitars from the 60s. But, anyways, he's playing one of those um, when you hear it live. Friend so. of the show, Brandon. Uh, he dubs. He, he has uh, one of those Dan Electro double neck, 12 string baritone guitars. Hmm. Yes. Well, that's going to play it for us. Great um, harmony good, vocals in this too. Such a good pop song. Like that is yeah. sometimes you know people kind of talk about pop songs like they like they look down on them. But man, 
nothing will brighten up your day like a good pop song, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah. That, yeah. That, and that, that to me, stands along the upper echelon of Wilco pop songs. I'm talking Candy Floss. I'm talking the song Summer Teeth. Those songs get their due. People love those songs. Secret of the Sea, uh, I think I, I think we should get, when we go to Solid Sound next year, we should all wear T-shirts that just say Secret of the Sea. And like just, each of us have a word? Uh, oh, yeah, like at, a, like at a football game, we each... So here's what we're going to do, Jason, and okay. listeners who want to take part in this. We're going to uh, get on the rail, so we're up front, and we're all going to write one letter on our chests. So we're going to need like 30 people. We're going to need like, uh, well... Six, eight, 11... Okay, four, when are you going to need 14 people? 14, is that including spaces? Because we're going to need some blank people. We're going to need blank people. I don't think you're allowed uh, to call them blank people anymore, man. No, blank people, as in they're the spaces. They don't have a... They're, they're just painted, but they're not... You're all trying to make me say... <laughs> like I've said something. Uh, and, and, and then we'll just be... And so when the band comes out on stage, um, they'll, they'll see, oh, Secret of the Sea, we should play that song. And the opening bands will be very confused as to why there are uh, 20 shirtless men in front of them with letters painted on there. Kevin, let me, let me ask you a question. Um, so let's, do you think there's ever one of those movie moments in real life to where a band is on stage, somebody holds up a poster board and is wanting a song and the band's like, Hey, we haven't done that one in a while. Let's just do it live right now. And they, they go, they go for it. Like, I, I don't think a band would do that. Like, cause that I think if you're a ba- a small band with, with maybe a smaller, when I say small, I mean, small in terms of members. So like the white stripes, uh, before they broke up with limited amount of members with a, you know, a, a discography that's not ridiculous. I will go a band with 200 songs. Uh, they got six members in the band. Uh, they're not going to know, and this is an intricate song, right? They're not going to know to do all those notes. But I bet you if you go back in time and you see Wilco on the Summer Teeth Tour or or, or, or the Being There Tour and you shout out Blasting Fonda or something like that, uh, maybe they'll play it. Um, but Might not but be in great. this day and age. In this day, and I know our, our good buddy Vince uh brings the bull black nova side they know that uh, they know he's gonna bring that so that they I know he's they gonna bring it back pocket you know i've also heard that he stuffs the request box on the wilco website in prep for that i don't know if that's true or not that's just an allegation i'm gonna publicly throw out um uh uh and i think for him that's maybe more of a reminder for like the next night because he always goes to multiple shows oh. in a row you better you you best be playing it tomorrow night um uh but of course, they know it's it's just one guy bringing the sign, and I don't know how much of difference that actually makes. But he tries. That's I'll what I appreciate. I'll tell you a ballsy show that I went to one time. Ben folds just him by himself on stage, right? And it was called the Paper Airplane Tour. And what you did is when you walked in the door, you got a piece of paper and you wrote down a song you wanted to hear, and you made a paper airplane out of that, and you would throw it at the stage, and then he would pick up random paper airplanes off of the stage and whatever the song was on. Uh, that piece of paper, he had to play that song. So there's no way he could have re- rehearsed, you know, mm. for it. Yeah, and it it was a really good show. It was, it was really it was a really fun one. Um, My wife is a that that's really cool. Uh, and 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 probably something maybe Jeff could do, um, solo a concept because he he does his um Vic shows at at the Vic Theater in Chicago 
uh, every year um, that are uh, the first 30 people in can make requests. But what happens is Jeff's wife, wife Susie, comes out and uh, just takes down the requests beforehand. Um, so then an hour or two, or maybe more than that, maybe three or four hours beforehand. So then Jeff can look at it and be like, oh, yeah, there's a melody of that song go. But during his Instagram live streams, and I know you don't like watching the live streams on Instagram because it's not a great platform to do that on. And I'll agree with you there. Um, it, people, he'd, be, he'd take requests and, and, and play and sometimes only get halfway through the song and then re not remember how the chorus goes or something like that, which is I always find fun to watch when you see a musician, uh, um, you know, struggle with their own yeah, giant it catalog. Yeah, them. Yeah. It makes, it makes them like you and I, like, just like... Yeah. I mean, better than you and I. He's, but. he's still, yeah, it's significantly yeah. better. But uh, you got any more fun facts about this song, Kev? Uh, no, uh, it is a little hidden gem, uh, and really you know is. that's why Mermaid Avenue Two is so interesting, is because you get all these old Billy Bragg songs that were outtakes from uh, that he recorded in 1997 for the 1998 album, and then Wilco up their game with a handful of songs and threw it on and made that kind of an uh, essential release uh, for at least. You know, five or six songs on that record are, are essential for, for listeners. So. Required listening. Okay, everybody, yeah. if you want to go to abcwilco.com, find all the ways to support the show, most important of which, as always, is going to Apple Podcasts, leaving us a rating review. It's the way the show grows. You can find Kevin on Instagram at Kevin Vinyl. You can find me on Instagram, Matt Hess is best. You can find all my uh, stuff in the doobly-doo at the top of the page. Kevin's got something else to say. What's up, buddy? She drives me crazy. Like no one else. Am I? Yeah, is she that the right song? She drives me crazy, and I can't get enough. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an important announcement we're making. We, this is our last episode covering Wilco. For now on, we're going to be covering Fine Young Cannibals. I thought we were going to wait to just surprise everybody with the next episode by just launching I, into I just, that. I couldn't contain it. I had to regale them with my rendition of Spoilers, she drives me man. crazy. Spoilers. That, that really sucked of you. <laughs> um, on the next episode, we're going to be covering Shake It Off off of the album Sky Blue Sky. Until then, every little thing is going to tear you apart. <laughs>